if you're a guest this morning, it's, this is a bit of a different service. The first Sunday of the month always is, but then today is also our congregational annual meeting. So this is sort of your opportunity to look under the hood of our church and uh, decide whether it makes sense to you or not. Um, so it, if it feels a little bit different, it is, um, but it is a great way to get a sense of who we are. So I'm going to talk just for a few minutes, then I'm going to invite our leadership team chair uh, person, Sonia Wang, to come up and, uh, and lead just a few minutes of our annual meeting as a congregation, and then I'll wrap up our time. Um, so in 2015, our focus as a church had a lot to do with how do we become more hospitable to our neighbors? How do we on Sunday mornings welcome folks well? How do we get uh, out of the building and more in our community? And so a lot of our strategic plan for 2015 had to do with those uh, kinds of things. So I'm going to show you a few uh, photos real quick from our year. So we, uh, we started off with a hospitality training. We had uh, a friend come in and join us and lead us in the morning of how do we get better at, at, at welcoming, at greeting, at, at making sure that every single person who walks in our doors knows that this is a, a safe place for them to pursue uh, their, their uh, journey and their walk with Jesus Christ. Um, next slide. I can't remember these off the top of my head. Uh, some tough-looking gentlemen. They were supposed to be working at Jackie Robinson. <clears throat> Instead, they were just looking tough as Jackie Robinson. Uh, Jackie Robinson is a school just down the road from here who we have a very good relationship with. Uh, we spend a lot of time uh, with them. Uh, we um, have organized classrooms for them, cleaned buildings for them. We've built gardens for them. Um, just uh, lots of different things in order to help them uh, reach some of their stated goals. And so that relationship continues to call us uh, deeper into our neighborhood, deeper into our community. This was uh, Easter service, uh, so if you weren't at our Easter service, you clearly missed out. Uh, that is our guy Chris doing his thing and our dance team. It was an amazing Sunday where we didn't just have an opportunity to worship the resurrected Jesus Christ, but again, welcome lots of guests and visitors uh, into an experience of what this multi-ethnic, diverse, uh, passionate people who are pursuing Jesus together, what we're about, and what God is doing um, among, among us. Next slide. This is uh, at our retreat, um, a not-so-serious picture of, uh, of those of us, most of us, who were uh, on the retreat this year. Every summer, we go up to Lake Geneva up in Wisconsin for a two-night uh, all-church retreat. And this year especially, it was a really powerful time given um, some of the uh, issues around uh, violence and um, individual police brutality that we've seen around the country. So it ended up being a a time of lament and repentance and uh, one of the most powerful communion services that I've ever been a part of, and then some silliness and fun and good stuff as well. So don't miss the retreat this coming Sunday, summer. Um, so this was our Jackie Robinson Fun Fair, and at the beginning of the year, we really weren't sure what this was going to be about, what it was going to look like. Uh, we knew that God was calling us to, to put on a big event for our neighbors, to bless our neighborhood in some way, and our friends at Jackie Robinson asked us if we would kind of take over their back-to-school fair for them. Uh, so we had over 100 folks from the neighborhood come out, many who are involved with the school, some who are not, but who are getting to know the school a little bit more. There's our team. Uh, our day of team, it was on a Friday. Many of you helped out beforehand. Um, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. C- where's Christine Adi? Christine Adi, I said this to our staff yesterday, has more power than any one person should have. <laughs> what I mean is that she convinced that entire group of relatively intelligent adults to get into that bouncy house together, and we almost died. <laughs> like, we... 
She's not denying it. She's standing in the back and she's not denying it. So I'm just saying, watch out for Christine. If she like, just, just get some clarification when she's asking you to do something. Uh, but it was a great day and uh, has led to some great follow-up and, and good partnerships with others in our neighborhood. I think that's the last slide. Is that right? Um, don't have any pictures uh, ready to go today, but if, uh, if you're on uh, Facebook uh, or on our church newsletter, you saw some photos from the prayer vigil uh, this, past, uh, this past Monday night. Um, our, uh, God allowed our church to be part of kind of instigating uh, this, this uh, response to the video that came out of Laquan McDonald's murder. Hundreds of people from around the city of Chicago showed up at police headquarters for a time of prayer together. So, so God has, uh, God told us at the beginning of the year to be more hospitable, to be more involved in the neighborhood, to be more outside of the walls of our church. We knew that. We kind of knew a little bit of what that might look like, and there was a whole lot that we didn't know what it would look like. We didn't know about the Jackie Robinson fun fair. I, I came to Jeannie E and said, hey, there's this thing. We don't really know what it is. It needs to be really big and amazing and bless our neighbors. Could you lead it? And she said yes, and it was amazing, and it blessed our neighbors. Same thing with the prayer vision. We would have had no way of saying that this would have been a thing that God asked us to do. But God asked us to be present and available, to be uh, welcome to our, our neighbors and our neighborhood, to bless them any way we could. And that is what 2015 has in large part uh, been about. And so uh, God is faithful. And even when he only gives us the next step, he is faithful. It would be really hard, it would have been really hard in January of this year to predict what this year would look like, and the things that we would be asked to do, the challenges that we would face, um, the opportunities that would be, we couldn't have predicted that, but God continues to show us just the next step, and just the next step, and just the next step, and as we are willing to take that next step in obedience, he has been incredibly faithful to us. Amen? 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 Amen. So to us as individuals, but also corporately as a church. So that's my kind of uh, testimony to you that, that every time God asks us to do something as a church, he is, he is faithful. And 2015 has been just an awesome, awesome example of that. Uh, so in a few minutes, after our uh, business meeting, um, which we kind of just embed right in the middle of our service because we want you to see this, this is important, I'll spend just a few minutes talking about where God is calling us to go in 2016, and then I'll spend more time next week uh, really digging into that together. Um, so as a congregational church, our members have a lot of responsibility and authority in the church. They've been involved in this uh, budgeting and strategic planning process for months now. So what you're about to see and participate in is just kind of the culmination of that. A lot has gone into this. So I'm going to invite uh, Sonia Wang to come forward. Sonia is our leadership team chairperson. She has been for a while. And this is her last meeting that she's leading because she's rolling off. So I want you to make some noise and welcome her up as she leads us. All right, good morning, church. Um, So at this time, Jennifer is passing around um, a clipboard for those of us in the church right now who is, um, who's gone through the membership process and is a member of our church. Your name is on the list. Please make sure you sign in for voting purposes. All right, so at this time, I'm officially going to call us to order for our 2016 annual business meeting. The first thing I'd like to do, um, which we've done in the past years, 
is to start off by just kind of giving you an overview, a reminder for those of us who have committed to being a member at our church and those of us who participate regularly and or are visiting, of what it means to be part of a congregational church. So New Community is part of the Evangelical Covenant Church. That's our denomination. And within this denomination, we operate as a congregational church. As David mentioned, that means that our members who have gone through a membership process um, has a very active role in, in the ongoings of our church. Um, in addition to that, uh, we have a leadership team comprised of members who have been voted in by the congregation who meet regularly to really um, ensure that the vision of our church, so the mission statement that we state every Sunday, as well as the strategic plan that we vote on annually, is the focus and anchoring of our church as we move from Sunday to Sunday, but also in big picture in terms of the ways that we engage within our church and within our community. Um, Things that we ask of our members, kind of our three, there are three buckets. One is active participation as a member, and that includes things like counting our offering on a weekly basis, something that you may or may not know happens. But that's how that happens. Our members involve ourselves in that. Also, um, interviewing new members. That's something that our current members take an active participation in. We also ask that our members commit on a regular basis to ministry teams as well as community group involvement. And lastly, which is kind of what brings us here, is... the strategic plan and budget. Now, something I want to make very clear is that while this is an annual business meeting, the strategic plan and budget is a year-long living part of our church. So to our members, while this is a one day we're going to spend some time in church, when you affirm this plan like we do every year with a budget, you're committing to your active involvement and in what this plan and the vision that we are um, venturing into, into God's kingdom. So having said that, um, there are a few business items that we will be um, partaking in in the voting process. Um, At this time, if I can have a member of our church motion to move into voting in a new member. Michelle Dodson, thank you for your motion. Can I get a second? Thank you, Dennis. Everyone normally jumps at the opportunity to do these things. So members, this is when you do it. Um, At this time, I'm going to invite Amanda to stand. So as I mentioned, the membership process is, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's a huge commitment. Um, Amanda has decided to go on, and um, she was invited to membership, and um, she accepted. So Uh, Members of New Community, at this time, if you are in favor of voting in Amanda, please say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Amanda, welcome to membership at New Community. All right, next up, um, as David mentioned, um, there are a few uh, leadership team members who are rolling off, (laughs) finally. So, Zach, um, Zach and I have uh, finished our two-plus consecutive terms of two years, and so uh, we are voting in a few uh, new leadership team members. So at this time, if I can get a motion to vote in new leadership team members. Thank you, Jeannie. A second. Uh, Daniel? 
All right, so I'm going to ask um, Dennis Bourne and Susan to stand at this time. These are our two members that we are voting in to um, leadership team. Uh, per our constitution, leadership team uh, mem- uh, involvement will be a two-year term, and they can be voted in second term when it comes time for it. Uh, all right, members, all in favor of voting in our two new leadership team members, say aye. aye. Any opposed? Welcome to the leadership team. All right, one more um, person voting in. This time we are voting in a new nominating committee member. So just as you know, in terms of the different processes per our constitution, um, we have a nominating committee, which is comprised of a leadership team representative, Pastor David, as well as two to three members. Uh, This committee is charged with the work of praying over and nominating potential leadership team members when there is a vacancy to be filled. Um, And with Dennis moving into the leadership team, um, there was a nomination for Michelle uh, Barbera to take on that new role. So at this time, if I can get a motion to vote in a new nominating committee member. Warren, thank you. Second, Marquita, thank you. All right, Michelle, if you can stand... All right, members, um, all in favor of voting in Michelle as a new nominating committee member, please say aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right, welcome, Michelle. All right, last but not least. um, So this time we're going to spend some time, um, just want to give you an overview about our strategic plan uh, process as well as our budget, and this year especially, these two are very deeply tied together. Um, as David mentioned, just kind of God's really directed us in thinking about this notion of the third part of our mission statement, which is advancing the cause of Jesus. Um, just to give you a high-level overview as a reminder for everyone present, um, per our constitution, the way strategic planning works, um, Pastor David, as our senior pastor, is um, asked to draw up a sketch and a vision of the strategic plan, and then the leadership team meets Um, we do a full-day retreat uh, where we kind of talk through and work through uh, what it is that God has shown us in the past year and where he may be leading us in the future. Um, Just as a kind of a heads up for those of us who may not be as familiar, our leadership team for this past year was comprised of myself, Zach, Doug, um, Warren, Jennifer. Um, And from there, what we do is we draft up the strategic plan and budget, and we share it per constitution at least 30 days prior to all of our members. That's when we invite active participation of all of our members. We had a pre-congregational conversation, um, then the retreat, and then we um, had a congregational Q&A afterwards where we really invite and really encourage questions, thoughts in response to the draft. Um, things were tweaked uh, into the final version, which was sent out. Uh, and so at this time, we have the honor to affirm our um, strategic plan and budget for 2016. So if I can get a member to move us to motion voting in our strategic plan and budget for 2016. Thank you, David. Second, Joe. Thank you. All right. Um, 
Members all in favor of voting in our 2016 strategic plan, please say aye. Any opposed? All right, congratulations, our strategic plan is in place. Um, just a few things I want to say about this, because I think it is important for us, um, as all peoples gather right now as well, um, as members, we do have a hugely active role in terms of this process. Um, really, our strategic plan is about our church, and it's for our church. And so if you call New Community your home, um, I do encourage you to make sure this is a living document in your life in 2016, um, because we're asking you to participate um, actively with it. So, um, and it will set the pace of what we are and who we are as a church. I'm going to quickly pray over the strategic plan, actually, and then we're going to close out. Um, this year, especially, if you've read through the strategic plan, there are some very tangible things that God's calling us into. Um, and if you've been with us, you know that we've kind of really set some grounding for us in the past two, three years. And now we're in a place where God's sending us in, um, in, in some ways, uncharted territory. And so in faith, um, as we've all just approved and voted on the strategic plan, um, this is truly something that I, I believe that is a calling from God. So if you'd pray with me over this plan. God, we thank you so much for your faithfulness and that you would call um, a group of people to serve you um, so dynamically. Lord, we, we acknowledge that there are lots of unknowns and there are things that are um, unfamiliar and some things that are scary and some things that require a lot of, uh, a, a lot of hard work. But we thank you that you have called us to be a group of people that looks beyond those things that are um, oftentimes our human reaction and instead in faith be able to rely on the wisdom and the strength and the love of your son Jesus Christ. So God, as we have um, boldly taken on this calling from you in terms of um, venturing into looking into a ministry center to serve this community, to think about cause ministries and a director of cause ministry, to organize and develop an infrastructure for our school, to identify ministry partners and really think about how we participate them, to continue to work in ministry teams and think about the youth of Bronzeville and the ways in which we can actively engage with our neighbors. Father, we thank you for the privilege and honor to be able to call you our God and in doing so, be able to walk in confidence and walk in faith of what you have already gone on to do and have prepared the way for as we continue on with the work that you have originally called us to six years ago. So thank you um, for this plan. We thank you for your um, blessing. And Father, we pray that that would be at the forefront and the anchor of who we are as a church constantly as we continue to serve you in this manner. So Father, um, we pray that over the budget, we pray over the logistics, we pray over the leadership team, we pray over members, we pray over neighbors, we pray over people who come once, people who come on a regular basis, people who are afraid to determine what it means to be actively involved in a church, to be actively involved in activities involved with churches. We pray over all of that, knowing full well that you've already planned it out and that you know how to lead us and you know how to work through us and within us. And so we thank you so much for this opportunity opportunity 
to participate in your kingdom building. So Father, we pray that you would bless what looks like just a document, which we know is hugely uh, just a part of participating in your great work. So thank you for who you are, for what you've done, and what your plans are. And we um, pray this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, and to officially close our um, annual business meeting, I'm going to invite up Zach uh, to close us off with a prayer of thanksgiving. All right, let's pray. God, we do um, thank you for your faithfulness um, this past year and all the things uh, we can see in those photos and the way you've been present in the life of our church, um, both in ways that we've seen and ways we haven't seen um, in working through um, community and um, just the, the various things that you've done this year. So we thank you for that. Um, as just echo a lot of what Sonia prayed, um, we thank you for um, just just the cause as we continue to move ahead. Um, pray that you'll help us to respond to that and um, to just take that next step, um, but just, uh, and also to be attentive to where you continue to lead us. So um, we thank you, um, and in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Zach and Sonia, you need to stay up here just for a second. <clears throat> Like not put on deodorant this morning or something. Um, so uh, we have a we have a, a cake for you guys after the service, which is you know that's a nice thing. But um, why are you like me? Like this is so awkward. Uh, so I was trying to think like what. Okay, so Zach and Sonia, they started serving on the leadership team before we had a leadership team, before we even had a constitution. Just from day one, when we were kind of trying to figure things out, and it was. It was confusing at times and murky, and we weren't totally sure what we were doing. And then they, they stayed on uh, once uh, we had official terms. So that's what, when Sonia says four-plus years, I, it's probably like close to six years at this point that they've been serving in these capacities. Um, and I was sort of reflecting on their, on their service uh, over the years and, and sort of like what, like what would motivate a person to put in uh, so many hours and really invest uh, their best in, 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 uh, in you and in this church? And so this is a funny thing I thought of, like with both of these uh, folks, I had conversations with them early on uh, that I remember very clearly, um, distinct from one another, where they said, um, being a part of this church plant doesn't really make any sense. And and each of you had your own reasons for that. Uh, I I can't make sense of why I should be a part of this church plant. And yet, it seems like God is calling me to be a part of this church plant. And, and I watched both of them do what I wish all of us would do very regularly, which is they took very seriously the, God, the, the, the call of God on their lives. And so they took time to pray and to seek counsel and to discern, God, are you really called? This seems, I don't know, but it seems like you might be calling me to this. And I believe that because both Zach and Sonia uh, took that time to discern, to, to take seriously, God might actually be speaking to me. God might actually be asking me to step out in faith into something that doesn't make a lot of sense. Because they took that seriously, because they took that time to discern, um, they've been able to lead with incredible effectiveness in our church. And they've been able to stay strong when other people would have been rocked. And their faith has, has been enough uh, when things got really hard or when things got confusing because they took time to discern, God, are you really calling me to this? And because they could come to that moment and say, yep, yep, 
yep, still doesn't make total sense, but I believe God is calling me to this. Uh, they, have, they have been such a, such a blessing to our church. So I could say a whole lot more about both of them, but I want to stay friends with them, so that's all I'm going to say publicly right now. But what I really need you to do is to stand up and just please show our gratitude and thanksgiving for these folks, for their leadership over the years. Now you can sit down. And I'm sure it's an amazing cake that will also show how much we are thankful for you. A couple other notes before we look at our passage just for a few minutes. Um, uh, we have some amazing um, uh, leaders and servants in our church who kind of serve almost in almost like staff folks, the way these different leaders serve. We have amazing relationship with our staff at Kennecott who go above and beyond every year. So there's this kind of small group of people that every, every year we just try to find a way to bless them. So Sonia has an envelope, and I'm asking you all this Sunday and next Sunday to please find a way to generously give to those folks. She'll collect all of that money, and then, and then we'll, we'll be able to give those gifts as a, a small, small way of saying thank you to a group of people who goes above and beyond to make sure that we can do what we do every single Sunday. So find Sonia after the service. She'll collect that this week or next week, and and we'll make sure that we can demonstrate our appreciation. The second thing is that we're in the middle, uh, also kind of financially related, we're in the middle of a year-end giving challenge. So I'm going to put a slide up here. Our leadership team has asked us to give above and beyond our average giving this year, a 25% increase in November and December. So you can see uh, our, our November goal, and you can see the December goal in front of us. So you all were super generous in November. Thank you. We didn't quite meet, meet our goal, but we really made a lot of progress. We still have time the rest of the year. Uh, this is to give us ministry momentum around locating a ministry center as a church and funding the back-to-school fair that we've already been uh, asked to, to do again in 2016. So we're looking to go into 2016 with a lot of ministry momentum. If New Community is your church home and you're, you've not started giving regularly yet, this would be a great time uh, to do that, to help us meet that goal. Find me after the service if you have any questions. Okay, for a few minutes, we're going to look at the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. So if you can open up your Bibles and look at uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, this will sort of serve as an anchoring passage for us in 2016. Uh, I've got about uh, five minutes worth of thoughts for you here, and then we'll celebrate communion together. And next Sunday, we're really going to dig into this passage and try to uh, articulate a vision for, uh, for this coming year. Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 through 7. Before I ask you to stand as we read this, the context here is that the people of God have been uh, taken into exile. They've been captured by the empire of Babylon, and uh, Jeremiah is writing them a letter. The prophet Jeremiah is writing them a letter about what God has for them. So we'll read just a portion of that letter. So would you stand, please? Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 through 7. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there and do not decrease. Verse 7, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. This is the word of God. God. And you can be seated.
Uh, so in, in 2016, our, our theme is Deeper Roots, Greater Reach, and my thanks to John White for giving us kind of a good visual to help uh, orient us throughout this year. Um, and, it, and this image comes from the language we find in our Jeremiah passage. Uh, and if I could kind of succinctly say what I believe God has called us to in 2016, I would say it this way. In 2016, we will build an infrastructure for our cause ministries that allow every member to be regularly present and active in the cause of Jesus among our Bronzeville neighbors. So we're looking for specific, practical ways, as Sonia mentioned, for every single one of us to be regularly present to our Bronzeville neighbors as we pursue the cause of Jesus. And again, we'll say a whole lot more about this uh, next week. The people of God find themselves in exile, and there's false prophets who are coming to them saying, don't get comfortable, kind of stay on the surface of things. You're only going to be here for a little bit. And you're going to go back and everything's going to be fine. You're going to return to the promised land. Things are going to be the way it was before. Don't get comfortable. And God speaks to Jeremiah and he says, I need you to write a letter and clarify for folks because that message is wrong. It's a lie. And the message that Jeremiah sends to the exiles is almost the opposite. He says, you don't know how long you're going to be here. You need to settle down. You need to quite literally plant roots. You plant gardens, harvest the fruit. Uh, build uh, families, build infrastructures in this foreign land, in this foreign city, so that not only you will flourish, but this, even this city that has you captive uh, will flourish as well. Put down roots. Put down roots so that you can flourish and so that your community, even, even in captivity, even in exile, uh, can flourish as well. What I want to suggest and what I'll unpack more next week is that as Christians in America, we also live in exile. We don't live in the promised land. The promised land for us is when Jesus returns and makes all things new and all things right. Amen? Amen? We don't live in the promised land. We live as Christians, as a people in exile in this place. And there can be a tendency to think, well, then we just need to hold on. We just need to kind of wait until every, Jesus makes everything right. But I think the message for us is the same as it was for the the Babylonian exiles. No, even in this place, put down roots. Flourish in this place. Be about a, a strong uh, a communities, about families and family structures that are, are nurturing to everybody uh, who is within your orbit. Don't just exist for your own good, but actually for the good of the land that you have been uh, called into captivity in. I believe that as Christians, wherever we find ourselves until Jesus returns, we, we live as exiles in this land and in this place. Our goal is not to attain whatever uh, version of the American dream happens to be most poignant at the moment. That's not our goal. That's not winning for us. Our goal is to be faithful to Jesus Christ in this place of exile, to put down roots. And, and, and the promise is for you and I, The promise is is that even in exile, the abundant life is available to us. Even in exile, we can bear really good fruit. Even in exile, God will be faithful to us. The people in exile wondered, does God still love us because we're not in the land anymore? Does God still love us because our temple has been torn down and we don't even have a place to worship? And repeatedly, the message back to the exiles was, yes, even in this place, God is still on the throne. You are still his people. He still loves you and has a plan for you. And that's the word and the message for us as well. 
We are a exilic people. We are a people who live in a land of exile. We are a people who live in a land that does not recognize the righteous justice of God as we see articulated in the word of God. We've seen that repeatedly over and over and over again in these years. So we don't need to pretend that we've reached the promised land. We don't have to pretend that if we just get that thing right, if we just work hard enough, then everything will be okay. We can be content that we live in a place of exile and that here in this place, God is with us. God is for us. Amen? Amen. So the, the work in front of us then is how do we, how do we plant gardens in Chicago? How do we build uh, families and community structures in, in a place of exile in Chicago? How do we work for the flourishing of our neighborhood, of our community, of our city in this place of exile? That was the challenge that was in front of the Babylonian exiles, and that's the challenge that's in front of us as well. That's what this coming year is going to be about, that in very specific, very practical ways, we're asking you to regularly be present to this community of Bronzeville. It doesn't matter if you live in Bronzeville or not. It doesn't matter if you live on the south side or not. If God has called you to New Community Covenant Church, if this is your church family, then participating in God's mission in this church family means finding a way to regularly be present to what God is doing in this specific particular place. Are you with me? So this is not a theoretical vision. This is not a a thing that we get to just think about. And let me, can I get real specific? We don't get to say, I belong to a church that cares about justice. I belong to a church that prioritizes reconciliation among a multi-ethnicity. I I belong to a church that really cares about learning to love its neighbors. I belong to a church that is passionate about being submitted to ministry partners who've been in this place for, we don't get to say that. We don't, in other words, we don't get to push our participation in this vision off onto something called the church. You and I don't get to feel better about ourselves because we come and worship once a week in this place. It's not a guilt trip. It's an invitation. It's an invitation for every single one of us to find specific, practical, regular ways to be present to what God is doing in this particular place called Bronzeville. To plant gardens. To nurture and nourish communities and, and families made up of all kinds of people to work in very specific, practical ways for the flourishing of the residents of this community. Amen? Amen. So the strategic plan that you have, that that green sheet of paper, it articulates how we're going to go about doing that. And thanks be to God, he's been so good to us in a lot of different ways and already pushing us in this direction. So even as our members discern this plan, there was this sense of, okay, this is a big step for us, but man, this seems like how God has been moving us for a while. There's a consistency here of what what God has been doing. So this is my invitation to you. As members, if you're a member of this church, then you need to be able to say, this is how I am helping us passionately love Jesus Christ. This is how I am helping us nurture community that is centered on Jesus Christ. 
And this is how I am participating regularly in the cause of Jesus in this place called Bronzeville. That's what it means to belong to New Community Covenant Church. So if you're a member, that's, that's, just, that's a non-negotiable. That's what we're about. If you're not a member, guess what? We really want you to be a part of that as well. We want everybody who calls New Community Covenant Church their church home to regularly be involved in these things. Not because we're trying to fill up your calendar. Not because we think you don't have enough stuff going on in your life. We're pretty aware that most of us are already too busy. Right? So in fact, we might be asking you to slow down a little bit. We might be asking you to reorient your priorities a little bit. We might be asking you to practice Sabbath on a weekly basis. Where you take a nap where you rest, where you have long leisurely meals with your community, so that, so that there's a, an opening up of space and capacity and vision in your life so that you can participate in God's vision for this church and this community in these tangible, practical ways. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I'm done. I'm going to pray a blessing again over this plan, and then we'll celebrate the Lord's Supper together. And again, next week, dig in even deeper into this passage. So God, we thank you that you have called and invited and and privileged us to join you in such specific ways. God, we thank you that the vision for this church has always been about learning to be the church together, about learning to be the people of God together, about learning how to not, not just say we are the body of Christ, but to experience what it means to be the body of Christ for your glory, and for the good of our neighbors. We thank you that you will give us everything we need in order to take the next step. We pray that you would increase our faith, that you would give us abundant wisdom as we face complicated questions. And we pray that you would give us the gift of seeing your kingdom breaking in um, into our city, into our world, in ways that will surprise us and leave us in awe of you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.